Hey everyone, you are listening to the Above the Tree Line podcast, where we take difficult questions about Christianity, faith, and culture and answer them through the lens of scripture. You can listen on your preferred podcast platform or watch online at youtube.com slash Austin Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to submit a question for us to address, you can do so at acfellowship.org slash podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Above the Tree Line podcast. I am here with Austin Christian Fellowship prayer pastor, Mr. Chris Tapkin. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor. Lauren, what's going on? We, I'm just looking forward to you giving me some new information on prayer that I don't already know. Is this where the senior pastor sits? That is, is this, where the senior pastor I, sits. You were sitting in his chair. I feel smarter. You, Yeah. You look smarter. Do I? <laughs> We're off to a good start. We're off to a great start. Yeah. Let's so, talk about prayer. Yeah. I do want to talk about prayer because especially growing up, it, prayer seemed like something, first of all, like at night when you're a child, like, dear Jesus, thank you for my dog, my cat, you know, yeah. bless grandma. Um, and then like, it was something that people would say like, oh, you know, sending prayers your way or whatever. But I don't feel like that really encompasses what prayer truly is. So what is prayer from your perspective? How would you explain to somebody who had never prayed before what prayer is? Can I define it? Absolutely. So here's my definition of prayer. Prayer is communication based on a relationship with a God who loves you more than you'll ever know. Those parts. Mm -hmm. So it's communication, which is active. It's this dialogue, it's, it's speaking, it's listening, it's uh, verbal, it's nonverbal, it's this whole spectrum, and even probably more than we could even understand in the whole communication realm. That's what prayer is. It's communication based on a relationship. So it's this desire of God's heart is to have a relationship. Pause. How yes. do you have a relationship with God who is not a physical being that you can hear audibly? How do you have a relationship with God? So once you confess, Jesus, come into my heart. You, I, I'm, an, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and you pray that prayer earnestly with your heart, all things are made new, mm-hmm. including this new relationship that you find with him. So when you pray that prayer, now you have a new realm called your spirit that becomes alive. For what? For a relationship with a God who created you. So God created you, therefore he knows you. He knows your thoughts. He knows everything about you. How do you know God? Your spirit becomes alive. And suddenly, suddenly... And it's, it's a process. It's not a, you know, the, the, the sanctification, the becoming more like Jesus is this journey, lifelong journey that we never arrive. There's always more in the spiritual realm. There's always more in this relationship. However, once you're born again, now you're receptive. Your spirit becomes alive to this new relationship. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you find yourself, you've done that. Yeah. You find yourself like, I just want to pray. And you just find yourself... Mm-hmm talking and praying and communicating, that's your spirit becoming alive. So it's this whole realm of communication, listening, speaking, hearing, 
verbal, nonverbal, this whole realm, based upon a relationship, not a religion, but God desires a relationship. And all relationships worth their salt have what? Communication. Mm -hmm. I think I told you yesterday I was having kind of a repentant conversation with Jesus um, about my prayer life, actually, and about being distracted. And it truly felt like when I was talking to him as if he was sitting there holding my hand, like not shaming me or scolding me, but like just telling me that that I'm here. So for somebody who's a new believer or not a, like hasn't been following Christ for many years, that might sound nuts to them that it sounds like, Oh, I'm having a conversation with Jesus. And it feels like he's like holding my hand. Like, how do you even teach someone how to get to that point? Well, doesn't that book say that? Yeah. That the, the things of the spiritual realm look foolish mm-hmm. to those that aren't born again. Yeah. But let's go back to that part where you said he grabbed my hand mm-hmm. when you talked about that. That's the third element of my definition of prayer. It's communication mm-hmm. based on a relationship with whom? With a God who loves mm-hmm. you more than you'll possibly ever know. Mm-hmm. That's my definition of prayer, and that's what makes it so effective. Because if you have a wrong view of God, so if my view of God is an angry man mm-hmm. who's always scolding me right. who wants to communicate with that person right but once we get our theology right and we get a right understanding of who god is and how good he is and how much he loves us mm-hmm. now that's a god that we want to communicate with well why does the bible tell us to fear the lord well fear as in that kind of fear is a holy respect it's not a scared fear when it says in the Bible, fear the Lord, it's not, oh, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. You're angry, mean, mad God that's ready to discipline me all the time. That's not fear. The fear that you're talking about is a respect. It's an honor. It's an mm-hmm. awe and wonder of, God, you're so holy. You're so much different than me. But yet, but yet, you love me so much. Well, how do we know that? How do we know he loves us that? How, who would want to communicate? How, let's talk about that communication with the God that loves me more than you know. Because he gave his son. The father gave his son his very best. That's why we know mm. that he loves us so much. It's that God mm-hmm. that wants to communicate with you. When, how, what, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. He never, this is, this is, uh, God revealed to me one time in a prayer meeting, Lauren, he said, you know, Chris, I don't have a do not disturb button. I don't have an out of office. Mm-hmm. Those aren't my buttons. I have 24-7. You can come to me, and I want you to come to me 24-7 as much as you want. I want that from you. Well, and that begs the question, I'm just rambling. You just jump in if you need a question on this, but what if I'm not at my best? Like you were talking mm-hmm. the other day. What if I want my best? What if I'm mad? What if I'm angry? Mm-hmm. He still wants us to come mm-hmm. to him and communicate. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he loves us so much. Mm-hmm. It's like our kids. Yeah. If you're a parent or grandparent, you get this. If your kid's mad, had a bad day, fill in the blank, as a parent, you don't mind when they come to you in that right. shit. In fact, you love it. Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, you had yeah. a terrible day at school. Mm-hmm. 
come to me, me Sam. It. Come, Violet. Come yeah. sit sit on my lap and let's let's talk about yeah. it. Well, I mean, because God already knows the thoughts that you're having. If you're angry, God already hears your angry thoughts. You might as well say them to him. He loves it when you do. Mm-hmm. Even more. Not mm-hmm. as much. He loves it when you mm-hmm. do. So is there like a, like a specific proper way that we're supposed to pray and approach God? Or is it really, can it just be conversational? Pure heart. Okay. Pure heart. And how do you know when he's answering you you talked about hearing and listening Mm. how do you do that well it takes practice so how do you learn how to pray by praying Mm -hmm. and part of praying is listening so how do you learn how to listen to god's voice practice how do you know that the voice you're hearing is god's and not your own voice he'll he'll affirm it He'll affirm it. Can the enemy also affirm it, though? Always. Okay. Because with always, with the real, there's a counterfeit, too. Mm-hmm. But the, and, and now let's go big picture with all this. Practice takes what? Time. Because mm-hmm. it's communication based upon a relationship. Any relationship worth its salt has a significant time investment. Mm hmm. See, so see how this started. So when you spend time with him, my favorite, unhurried time, Mm -hmm. that's my buzzword. Mm -hmm. That's what God gave me several years ago that I'm going to dedicate my life to those two words, unhurried time and teach people the same and invite people into that. So when you spend unhurried time as a lifestyle, you start to know that voice. You start to, oh, I know that voice. That's the voice of my father. Unhurried time. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people in this culture would hear that and be like, what time? When am I not in a hurry? How can I make time for this? Like running from one direction to the other, like how do you, how can they possibly make time for this? What's one more thing added to the schedule, especially unhurried time? Not like I'm giving you five minutes. I'm giving you unhurried time. How, how is that even possible? The greatest battle, in my estimation, in my humble opinion, which I'm right, mm-hmm. in 2023 for Christians today is this, the battle over their calendar. Mm. I think it's the greatest fight, the greatest battle. What we face is the battle over our calendar. So it's a fight. Mm-hmm. You, you have to understand when you want to do unhurried time, when you want to spend significant time with the Lord in this relationship and cultivate it and nurture it and grow it, it takes time. And to take time, you're in a battle. You're in a not only a, um, what I'll call a first-round battle down here, things like schedules, calendar, priority, all that kind of stuff, but a second-round battle too, right. which is where angels and demons and that kind of world happens, the enemy will do anything except unhurried time. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll put every single roadblock, distraction, even good things, yeah. even good things right. to prevent you from the best thing, which is unhurried time. Mm-hmm. Jesus, when he saw Mary Bethany, his, his words, not Chris's, mm-hmm. his words, one thing is needed. Can you imagine that? Look how many things are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Look how many things are in our world. Look how many things to choose from in our culture. All the choices we make 
in Jesus' words, one, he nailed it down to one thing. And what was the one thing? Unhurried time. Mm -hmm. Sitting at his feet Mm -hmm. as a lifestyle. He said, Mary, you nailed it. Mm -hmm. You got it right. The one thing. Mm. So we shouldn't be in a shock. We shouldn't be shocked that the enemy would hate that and will distract us with anything. Now, he'd prefer to distract us with disastrous things. That's his first Mm -hmm. choice. But if he can't do that, then he'll even distract us with, this is hard for Christians to understand, with even good things. Mm -hmm. Just anything but the one thing. Mm -hmm. So you're in a fight. You're in a fight with your calendar. You're in a fight. You're in a fight with culture. Because this is swimming upstream in a downstream culture when you want unhurried time with the Lord. I have so many questions that I, I want you to answer about prayer. Well, save some for Will. I, I, <laughs> I mean, but we only have a certain amount of time in each episode. But I do want to bring this up because we have received this question a lot. And even I myself have asked this question. Yeah. Um, ah, before I get to that one, one other question. So I'm going to change the order real quick. So when I was growing up in the church that I was in, we were taught... Um, don't pray for what you want God to do. Pray for God's will. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'd be like, man, I really want God to do this. But instead of asking for that one thing, I would be like, you know, God, you're God. So whatever your will is, which is the right way to pray? I don't think there's any wrong way to pray if you're, if it's to Jesus. Now there's maybe think of it as a both and rather than an either or. Okay. So when we get in that word and we pray those promises, we pray scripture back to him, mm-hmm. one thing we automatically know we're in an automatic agreement with him, mm-hmm. with his heart. So we don't, if we pray scripture, we pray those promises, we don't need to say, if it's in your will, God, mm-hmm. I really would like the abundant life in John 10, 10. If it's in your will, we know it's in your will. It, yeah. You said it. Well, it's little things like it's in God's will that marriages would stay together. It's yeah. not his desire for marriages to break up. So when you pray that a marriage would stay together because that aligns with the heart of God and it doesn't. That was my, the second part of the question, which is when God doesn't answer prayers in a way that aligns like with his word, how are we supposed to, did our prayers fail? Did we not pray hard enough? Like, why does that happen? Okay. This is a whole this is a whole thing that you're opening up and I'm so mad at you for opening this up, but <laughs> we'll go there. Welcome to mystery. Hmm. The kingdom life involves mystery. In fact, significant mystery. Here's a great word. The more kingdom that you want in your life, the more tolerance and willingness you're going to have to have to live and accept mystery. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I say that so many times in our prayer ministry. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why does God heal this person, but not this person? I don't know. But I do know what I do know. That's what I stand on. That's what I'm betting the farm on. I do know you're good, God. I know you're in control, God. I know you love prayer and answer prayer, Lord. 
That's what I'm going to stand on. But what if you can't say that? What if the person is walking through something where they're like, God, because this is happening to me, I don't know that you are good. Because you didn't answer my prayer, I don't know that you answer prayer. Well, that's where we have to work out our salvation and work it well with fear and trembling and be sure on the foundation of our theology. Despite mm -hmm. this, Lord, you are good. Mm -hmm. That I know. And that's what we can stand on, those truths. He healed this person, but not this. How, Chris? Why? I've been praying for that. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that's a question that I brought to you a couple yeah. of years ago. I saw God miraculously heal my mother, who was nearly 70. But when I prayed for him to heal my best friend, who was in her 30s from the same illness, she died and left three children behind. And I just, I was baffled because I was like, God has come through so many times. And at that moment in time, it did not feel like he came through. And I was, why? I don't know. He's God. He's sovereign. And the kingdom is mystery. So you think one day when we get to heaven, we'll understand? Yes. We'll get full revelation. That's hard because it's like, how could so much pain, how could that be part of a great plan? I understand. But there's always more in the kingdom going on than what we know. That's why the word says, my ways are higher. A little bit different than yours mm -hmm. down there. See, and here's another problem that Christians have, Lauren, is we have this thing yeah. that gets in the way called our minds. And especially in Western Christianity, where we have to understand everything. And it trips us up. Mm -hmm. And we get stuck. Because I have to understand that. To proceed further, I have to understand that. If you have to understand everything in the kingdom, you just won't get much of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's why you... The, and, and the Lord's had to work on me, Lauren, with this a lot. But I wanted more of the kingdom. God, I want more. I want more. I'm so hungry and thirsty. Give me more. And he said, Chris, you're just going to have to live with mystery. Or do, will you have a higher tolerance for mystery? Because if you do, you get more of the kingdom. But if you have to understand everything, you just don't get much mm -hmm. of the kingdom. That's hard because we're so intellectual. Oh, quote we, unquote, so we think. Intellectual. We need to understand. So we think. Mm -hmm. But compared to a holy God, the creator of the universe, eh, yeah. I don't know how intellectual we are. So at what point should you stop praying for something? Like... If you're praying for um, a prodigal child to come back home or praying for a marriage to be resurrected, at what point do you just be like, God's not going to do this. I'm going to stop praying about it. Or do you ever hit that point? I don't. No, people would disagree with me on that, but I don't. Because what if it's not his will? Do you keep praying against his will? Lord, you're in control. You'll work it out. I'm going to do my job and I'm going to keep praying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay on the wall. I'm going to keep my words. I'm going to keep banging on heaven's door. And if it's a no, a not yet, a mystery. Prayer is mystery. I don't know. I guess it's not a stretch to say you believe that prayer works. Um, 
I'm betting my life on it. Hmm. I'm betting my life on it. So how many, how often should people be praying? Like what's the, well, what's the word say without ceasing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually taught on that once pray without ceasing. How'd you do it? You crushed it. I bet. But yet I still don't pray without ceasing. I'm telling everybody else to, but it's like you just, your mind, especially sometimes when you're praying, I'll be praying and then I'll be like, almost like that squirrel, like, and then I'll just start thinking about this and this and this, and I have to bring myself back into the moment of prayer. Okay. So it's a, think of a ladder. Mm -hmm. It's gained positions in prayer, moving up. Mm -hmm. So you can start with 15 minutes and man, five minutes, I'm squirrel. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about the, okay. Keep going at it. Keep practicing. Pretty soon 15 minutes is going to seem like two. And then you work at a half hour. Mm-hmm. And then you, because you've gained that position, then you work at an hour. And pretty soon, an hour will literally, and then people think I'm crazy when I say this, but we have prayer meetings often, mm-hmm. like often, where it's an hour and, and, and it, it literally really seems quickly. like five minutes in the natural, mm-hmm. like boom, mm-hmm. like going through Chick fil A line mm-hmm. and you get that, that fast and it's an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you keep working your way up. And there's people, there's literally people that will pray for hours and hours and hours upon end, and they would tell you it feels like minutes. Do you have to be in a prayer closet? Do you need to have your eyes closed? Do you need to not be doing anything else when you're praying? Can it be multitasking? Can I give three things that will help 99% of people with your prayer life? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty high percentage. Three things, okay. 99% of people, this will help. One, set a time, mm-hmm. okay. set time, make an appointment with God and view it as an important appointment. Okay. So if you, if you would, Lauren, let me, if you would have um, an appointment with, let's say this crazy, important person in your life that means so much, Pastor Will. Mm-hmm. You have an appointment with Pastor Will. Would you miss that? No. Okay. You said it like that. Set a time and fight for it. And don't let it get compromised. Okay? So be it. This is my time, and this is my time of prayer with the Lord. So be it. And I'm fighting for that thing. And nothing, nothing's going to get in the way of that. Okay? okay? That's number one. Set a time. Two, set a place. Okay, this is your place that you pray. It's consistent. This is where I meet with the Lord. Can it be in the car while you're driving? I prefer not. Okay. But you take what you can get as the prayer pastor. Okay, (laughs) set a time, set a place, and third, get a prayer list. Hmm. Now, the third one, people generally like first two, I can get that prayer list. What? It will help you. That shiny thing that you talked about chasing all the time. And by the way, I can't imagine you would chase shiny things. With your, <laughs> with your such focused discipline, get a prayer list. It'll help you stay focused. Mm-hmm. Now, do I deviate from my prayer list? All the time. But is it a great thing to keep me on task and keep me on point and stop that shiny thing? Yes. Hmm. Set a time. Set a place. Get a prayer prayer list. list. You do those three things, 99% of people, your prayer life will improve exponentially. 
So speaking of those things, yeah. ACF, um, we are running out of time here, but ACF is a very unique church in that we have a very prominent, thriving prayer ministry that meets most days of the week here on yeah. campus. Yeah. So we have the ACF Prayer Barn, which we was born, what, a thousand days ago? How many days into prayer are we? 1,200. 1,200, okay. You just couple, chopped off was, 200 know, prayer days. Like, do you know how hard off. those are? I'm like, so sorry. Oh, my gosh. So we, we at ACF, and I want to extend this invitation because it doesn't matter if you are local in Austin or if you are abroad, out of state, wherever you are. We have prayer meetings Monday through Friday. It's called Prayer Hour, and it's 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. It's your lunch hour. You can join via Zoom and listen, or you can actually participate. Um, you can come into the ACF Prayer Barn if you're in Austin physically to pray Monday through Thursday during that prayer hour. We have worship in the barn um, Thursdays. Um, you have to check the calendars because sometimes it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have worship and prayer night in the barn Wednesdays at 7 p.m. So basically any day of the week, there's going to be an opportunity for you to pray at ACF except for Saturday because we're here on Sundays and we pray during our services. But I just want to encourage people, you can make private prayer appointments, you can send in prayer requests, and you can do all that through our webpage, which is acfellowship.org slash prayer. And those requests and those appointments will go to this guy right here who has helped make prayer such a huge priority for our church. Amen. So thank you for doing that, because we've seen people get healed, we've seen captives set free, we've seen prodigals come home, and I do believe that that is the result of prayer and petitioning God. Pr prayer changes everything. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at the state of our nation, culture, etc., and complaining and bellyaching about it, we pray. Mm -hmm. Why? Because now when we pray, here's what happens really quick, when we pray, God has a very attentive ear to prayer, okay? Mm -hmm. He knows the voice of prayer. He knows the voice of intercession. So when he's on his throne and he hears that voice and, oh, that's prayer. They're praying. You know what that does, Lauren? That moves his heart. Mm -hmm. And when his heart gets moved, now he gets activated in that spiritual realm and he throws the kingdom resources, power, Authority, all the kingdom gets thrown on those issues that we pray about. Mm -hmm. that, that's why one of my favorite intercessors said this. History belongs to intercessors. Mm. That's good. It isn't, it isn't work that prepares us for ministry. It is the greater work of the ministry. There's no greater calling than to be an intercessor. History depends on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. We invite people in. Yeah. If you, I don't care if you don't never pray before, don't know how to pray. You learn praying by only one way, by praying. By praying. And we're there every Absolutely. day. Well, thank you, Pastor, for sitting with us and sharing your heart. I can tell this is a topic that you are very passionate about, um, and I love what you've, what you've done here at ACF for prayer. Um, so, yeah, I invite you guys, please go to acfellowship.org slash prayer if you want to figure out how to get more involved in our prayer opportunities. And, again, you don't have to be local um, if you're listening from elsewhere. And if you guys have other questions or you would like to ask Pastor Chris some other things about prayer, you can submit those questions at acfellowship.org slash podcast. So thank you, Pastor Chris. My we joy. Thanks for it. having me, LT. All right. And we will see you guys next week.